0: and can help you with some of these aspects of your life. You only live once, so why not live a life worth living? On the show today, we have renaissance woman, Ling Jing. She has produced a real TV show, which is airing on Comcast in Chicago right now. This full-length sitcom is called Chop Chop TV Show, and it's a racially diverse cast film including in Chicago with all Chicago actors. Mei Ling is also a Chinese well-known journalist, including interviewees with celebrities, some of which you may know, which includes Chelsea Handler, Mancow, Oliver Stone, Dan Aykroyd, and many more. She's also a popular Chicago model. This woman has a lot to offer, so sit back, relax, and enjoy our chat with Meiling Ling Jing. So, today we're sitting down with mailing Jean mm-hmm. uh, of Chop Chop and fashion model and pretty much Renaissance woman for sure. Okay. <laughs> How are you doing today?
1: Good, good. It has been a busy week, but you know, I just came back from Arizona, so like I'm, I, I really appreciate Chicago's weather right mm-hmm.
0: It's finally nice, finally summertime, yeah. Yeah,
1: definitely. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so you have a pretty diverse background, let's give a quick rundown of everything you have going on in your life right now, what's your background?
1: Um, I, well, I'm basically, I'm the girl who wants to do everything. Journalist. Right now, I'm really focusing on entertainment celebrity uh, journalism, and I'm also a re- uh, I'm also a TV producer. Mm-hmm. Right now, um, I'm producing this sitcom based, uh, you know, based in Chicago. It's a really Chicago original. we try trying mm-hmm. to uh, really make make it like. Like really, Chicago, and also I'm a model too. But right now I'm trying to do more uh, print than you know than runway because mm-hmm. runway is. I, I just feel like I should do more something more challenging.
0: Makes so, sense. Mm-hmm. I've done some modeling in the past. I modeled for a drawing class actually. Really? Yeah. Wow. It was very That's interesting. Figuring,
1: figuring, job, yeah, right?
0: yeah. Yeah. I was at my friend's uh, art gallery. So it was really a ton of fun. Oh. Three hours on, cool. on stage, but yeah. I see
1: do like a lot of crazy poses or yeah yeah it was
0: like it was fun for sure i wanted to support them oh, I, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, have a, I have a portrait of it actually yeah yeah that's awesome but yeah so how did you kind of get into everything you're in right now like let's start from the beginning back in the day you got into modeling mm-hmm. how that kind of come about
1: so, I, I was actually considered as an ugly girl in okay. China. Um because, you know, I have this lips that's not really traditional Chinese lips, mm-hmm. and then uh, I have been always criticizing, oh, you know, like, your lips are so ugly, <laughs> so big and everything, but, you know, with, but in America, in America, like, they're really well-received. Mm-hmm. So, um, at first, I was not really thinking about modeling because, you know, I'm being criticized so much Mm -hmm. in China already, but um, since I moved to America, when I was like Fifteen years old, um, I was because of my language barrier. I really tried to socialize a lot, but mm. at the same time, is I locked in my bathroom a lot. I just started created. Uh, in, my increase was created after I saw so many celebrities' uh, f- fashion shoes, and you know it are just gorgeous. So I start collecting all the gorgeous um, photos, mm. fashion photos, on my laptop, and I start putting all the photos in the categories. Oh, this is for you know like. A style, a styling and this is for hair and, and this is like a really crazy avant guard garde type, types. So I uh, I had like a huge mirror in my bathroom mm-hmm. like back then like in Matino in in Matino Illinois, um, and I just start like. Posing and I was like really copying the poses from the fashion shoes and copying that, and I was doing um, Doing the posing in front of the mirror Mm -hmm. and I was just just trying like is this good? You know like good on me or not and then I have like a whole collection of uh, the photo poses Mm -hmm. um, probably like 4,000 or something. (laughs) It's crazy. It's Everything is there. So and afterwards um, because I'm also like a journalist, my editor was saying, hey, you know, could you send a couple of uh, professional photos of you mm-hmm. so we can feature you on, you know, on the annual celebrity journal- journalist site. Okay. And my dad just started, you know, uh, he, he had a little bit of uh, photography background. So mm-hmm. he started like helping me with some professional photos. So he started uh, taking some photos. I just started utilizing the post- that that I was learning okay. and then I went to the auto show, Chicago Auto Show and I started posing with the cars and everything. Mm-hmm. I, I attracted so many Chicago local photographers.
0: Just kind of like on your own or with your, with your dad or was it kind of structured?
1: Um, you know at first I, I, I was shooting with my dad okay. because my dad has the you know photography uh, background. Mm-hmm. He, he was a, a self-taught photographer and then later I just transitioning I went to the public which is Chicago Auto Show okay. and I started posing with the car and attracts so many photographers, and mm. so many photogra- so many photographers were asking me about you know doing trade, um, you know TF TF photo shoots, which is a t- uh, trade for print okay. photo shoots. Um, and I start from there, and then later I really limit, limit, uh, I mean sorry, limit my assets for modeling because I want to get the best quality of work. Mm. So um, I cut down my. Uh right after like the auto show, I started uh participating in all the fashion shows and runway shows and uh any types of like fashion photo shoots and later I started like limited my face, my exposure. Um you know when when you are so rare to get right. people, you know, you can get the uh, the best photographers and best team. Mm-hmm. So that's how I really um yeah, started my modeling.
0: So when you different photographers being picky how do you kind of choose which ones to work with like I'm sure you get people reaching out to you all the time I could reach out to you like hey I have a camera can I shoot you you'd say no to me just because I have like no creds but how do you kind of differentiate who you work with
1: of course, you know, their portfolio really shows everything. Their portfolio and their connections, always do the background check, always do references. Um, there are so many groups on Facebook and on um, Model Mayhem, you can actually ask for a reference, like how is this photographer's work and everything. And then, you know, uh, before I started everything, I you know my dad uh, as my advisor like he's always looking through and sometimes we kind of use the bad cop and good cop mm. if like I really don't want to reject uh, in person but on my own I just say you know like hey my manager Robert uh, you know just uh, review your work and it's phenomenal but mm. my schedule is not allowed hopefully you know in, in the future or, or something like that we cannot kind of reject politely right. but of course you know I years, I learned how to say no mm-hmm. before I, you know, I really have a hard time to say no because I, I'm the person that, you know, being nice, you know, I I, right. I don't want to be, you know, really rejected in front of the face. So we, we basically play good cop and bad cop. <laughs> Hopefully this doesn't go through, like, the photographers I rejected. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, of course, you know, their work, their, uh, their work in their portfolio really shows everything. If mm-hmm. Their quality really means my requirements, you know, I really collaborate with them. So, and sometimes, you know, when an agency tries to reach out to me for uh, advertisement, of course, Mm -hmm. they already get their best photographers, so I don't need to really judge anything,
0: so. Awesome, so let's dive into your journalism career. Mm -hmm. How did that kind of take off?
1: So, I honestly, I have to say, I'm so bad at writing. I'm not the best writer out there. Mm -hmm. But um, when I was moving here to America. I was, like, 15 years old. Around that time, it was, I, I was in the transition between, you know, like, childhood to my teenager, um, you know, that age. So, of course, um, my language barrier really limits my my access for everything. And, of course, um, the first three months when I was in America, like, I was literally crying every single day. I was locking myself in my bathroom. I was crying, oh my gosh, no one understands my English. And, of course, you know I would prepare myself uh, what should I talk about uh, during the lunch table to yeah. everyone so I can practice my English and of course you know every time when I talk about my stuff and my my stories and I just ask do you guys understand yeah. and then the whole table was quiet and <laughs> like just like no. no. So I was like so depressed around that time and but you know like my parents always encouraged me but it's, it was not enough. I had to, uh, this is my life I have to take, you know, I cannot take for granted when my mom brought me here. Mm-hmm. Um so I just start participating in all the school events, high school events like math team, academic team, basketball team, um, cheerleading, anything that you can imagine. Yeah. So I just participate. I, I really occupied my my life like that. Mm-hmm. And after probably track and field training mm-hmm. uh, every single day after school, after the training I go back home and I start writing my my journey, my my stories okay. o- about like high school life. And I just started posting on the internet, like um, there's a website, it's called QQ.com. It was like basically, you know, the seventh largest, uh, most popular site in the whole world. Mm -hmm. I I did the research and I started posting like on a smaller site Mm -hmm. and I had to... Compete with so many different writers. They, they write all different commentaries. Mm-hmm. So I start writing 400, I'm sorry, 40 com, uh, Commentaries before I change into my status into my celebrity journalism okay. uh, uh, Status and then later I start like approaching different people and a couple editors just they start seeing my writing oh mm-hmm. my gosh this is so much fun i i love i would love to see more about your stories in happening in america so mm-hmm. you should start from there don't uh, just stop writing commentaries because really? back then i was i didn't realize my my benefit is staying in New York. I was only writing the commentaries for Chinese news and everything. Mm-hmm. So later, like my editor said, just you know, just keep writing what you you are writing, and um, you know, bring the most uh, unique news to us, mm-hmm. so I can feature your story on the homepage of the QQ. Okay. So right away, like you know, my step is like one step uh, one step higher. So that really makes me happy. But of course, my um, my first couple years when I started writing my own story, mm-hmm. um, it was not enough because it, it was like mostly about high school life mm-hmm. and then I write in such a friendly way, it's not, a, when you write it, it's not like a news, news story later my dad um, tries to help me with my mm. stories uh, he tries to help me to get the press pa- uh, press pass for different events mm-hmm. um, there are so many events fun events in Chicago and I did my naked back ride yeah. which, which is super cool and then I did my um, you know gay pride parade uh, like all different unique events that uh, really appeal to Chinese people's eyes mm-hmm. so that's how I really gained my popularity start from there and then you know, it has been so many years that I, uh, because of my stories and my encouragement, my spirits in in my stories, Mm -hmm. I attract so many fans, like, uh, so many fans are following me for different reasons. Mm. Uh, Some really love, uh, they can see um, the unique American, uh, you know, life, like, in you know, in such a friendly way, and some people, they really like my yoga too, yeah. my yoga photos, and some people, they really like how strong, I mean, I'm um, I mean, like i really career driven, mm-hmm. so they really encourage those people that how um, how to uh, get, get hired, get, get improvement on their life, mm-hmm. so.
0: Yeah, so like, do you write in like first person, third person, like, what's kind of the draw for people that really enjoy your writing, is it because it's, fun stories, like amazing events, or like this feel like they're actually there? What's kind of the draw for a lot of your audience?
1: So, um, you know, as just like what I said, I'm not the best writer, so I, I have been writing in first person, like mm. first person um, for my whole, you know, whole entire journalism world. But sometimes, of, of course, I when I write, like, more uh, freely, sometimes I try to do, like, third person, so, I mean, it depends on, like, the topic, too, but, you know, every time, like, when I go to different events, I would like to be appearing in my story, Mm -hmm. so, unlike most uh, journalists, um, they just try to capture the events and everything, Mm -hmm. but for me, uh, I would like to be a part of the news story. Mm-hmm. So, if I go to a comic convention, I would like to dress up as a cosplay, you know, uh, costume player. And if I go to, like... Of course, I didn't be naked when I'm reporting, like, you know, naked background. I was, yeah. like, dressing, like, pretty conservative. <laughs> <laughs> because that day was cold. Um, and also, you know, when I was reporting um, a gay pride parade, mm-hmm. before, beforehand, there's, like, a gay fest. So, I was always trying to do... Um, uh, like different HIV testing so mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm appearing on the camera try to show them how to do the HIV testing okay. So, which is pretty like a bold to a lot of people because you know some people they might want to keep that private right. but I would like to encourage people hey you know this is the best way to keep you healthy and everything to watch out for your for your health so yeah I, I basically I try to remain myself as an image for my story my story mm-hmm. is a product so
0: Interesting. So, like, what are some of your like favorite um, people? Maybe you've interviewed. So now you move from writing to interviewing, right? Mm-hmm. So how did you kind of make that transition into interviewing people like on camera?
1: Yeah, because nowadays, like, my my time is really uh, tight, mm-hmm. my schedule is really tight, so I try to narrow down from doing all different events to entertainment celebrities. Um, I have interviewed uh, quite a lot, I'm, I'm pretty surprised, like, how I got this far, like, from, like, little, you know, like, somebody who doesn't even know me. Um, I, I, inter- I have interviewed John Legend, mm-hmm. Oliver Stone, John I- John Aykroyd, um, Chelsea Handler, and all the the rest of the celebrities are pretty grateful and then honestly I uh, when I was interviewed them mm-hmm. when I was interviewed the different people I think I don't even know them before uh, just like a couple hours before the interview I start doing research for a different you know background and everything. so I I'm really glad that I don't Chase after them or mm-hmm. something. Otherwise, I, you know, I will get like starstruck. Yeah. <laughs> so, which is great. I didn't even know John Legend before. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't know about his background beforehand before the, you know, the interview. So, my most memorable interview was uh, Lana Wachowski. Okay. The Wachowski brothers, you know, like who created uh, the Matrix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's quite uh, it, it was so funny. I usually don't want to publicize that because yeah. it kind of like oh, no, you're not professional. <laughs> so um, that was like a equality Illinois event. Okay. Um, it's mostly about gay right, LGBT mm-hmm. rights, LGBT um, rights. For that event, there are so many drag queens and all the funker char- characters uh, as as guests. Mm-hmm. And I really I'm really grateful to like open my eyes to see so many interesting. Characters, and I interviewed a couple people before Lena Wachowski's interview. I interviewed a couple people, and they're all drag queens and mm. super fun people. And of course, you know, the event organizer was saying, "Oh, probably you have really small chance to interview Lena Wachowski." Mm. So at that time, I was like, "Oh, you know what? Uh, I don't even. Um, it's not. I don't even care. Like, if if uh, you know, Lena is really limited access. I will try my best. But if not, you know, it's still okay for me. But." Uh, after interview a couple uh, drag queens I was like oh my gosh look at that pink haired lady <laughs> I need to guide her so I just run, run to her and then of course uh, my dad is my videographer yeah. and of course you know my dad was like so I said you finally got Lana Wachowski <laughs> and then yeah. of course you know at that moment I chased after like Lena. hey Lana. I, I didn't say her name hey girl like um, I need to like interview her you are such like a fun character you are with like the amazing pink hair mm-hmm. so of course at that moment I didn't really know that was her
0: Yeah,
1: and of course I did my research hey you know like I was looking at her pictures on the internet, like, after she became a woman, like, you know, after, you know, and I know, I know her appearance, but probably after interviewing so many drag queens, I already, my, my mind is already, like, losing somewhere. Yeah. Um, so I started the, the conversation with her, mm-hmm. and then it was really fun, like, we had, like, half-hour conversations. That's I amazing. didn't even know that was Lena Wachowski. I started, uh, Asking her about you know China, Chinese, her Chinese trips and everything. Mm. And at the end, I was saying, so what is your stage name? Yeah. So like, can I find you on Facebook and everything? And you know, and then he, her manager was right by, mm. by her. Oh, you can find her over the internet. You know, no. like you don't need <laughs> that. And then suddenly, I was like a little panic. I'm like, wait, what happened? Like you said, just Please, like yes. so? Suddenly, I'm like, whoa! I was just spending the whole half hour interviewing this lady. I yeah. didn't even know that. Was Lena Wachowski, but that was like quite such a fun interview because I didn't know that was Lena Wachowski. So we became we became friends afterwards and everything. So we which is pretty (laughs) amazing (laughs) that how, how. non-professionalism in the journalism world that kind of brought me a little fun adventures
0: it's always like fun to meet like the celebrities who are like down to earth like actually respectful opposed to that you kind of meet them you wouldn't know outside of that right so i i feel like the phrase of people are only famous because people make them that way right so Mm -hmm. like if someone who's like famous in china showed up like to chicago and like an american met them Mm -hmm. they would Know that they're like some pop star, right? Mm-hmm. That but they, and we're trying to like everyone recognizes their face, whatever. Right. It's like I think just being genuine, with people like really goes a long way. Right. That's people really respect kind of top celebrities, right? Like, exact half hour conversation with like a big name like that is ridiculous. <laughs>
1: half hour. <laughs> And uh, I, I mean, like, because the organizer, uh, event organizer was saying, like, mm-hmm. oh, it's so hard to get interviewed with her, so that's why I didn't really expect much. Yeah. I was saying, probably I'm just going to do a general assignment mm-hmm. for this event. And, you know, I totally didn't know I was interviewing Leonard Wachowski just by accident.
0: So. I think that it kind of goes both ways. Like, the way you probably go about being a journalist, like, you could walk around saying, this is my portfolio, this is what I do, I demand to interview people. But it seems like you can kind of go in like, well, what? Whatever happens, happens. Who I talk to, you. great, isn't, I guess, what attracts people who actually want to talk to you. Keep it all excited, I'm opposed to, hey, please stop, I need, like, 10 minutes of your time, just like every other journalist out there, mm-hmm. just, like, begging for something, right? Mm-hmm. Is your adding value instead taking value, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Thank you. But given that, like, let's get into a Chop Chop TV show, mm-hmm. how'd that come about?
1: So Chop Chop, seriously, <laughs> I have no idea why we picked that name, mm-hmm. but, um, Since, uh, like, the first month after I graduated from college, Mm -hmm. um, which is January two years ago, um, around that time, it was at the end of my college career, um, college time. Mm -hmm. Um, Me and my dad, we were actually, he was helping me a lot. He was such an encouraging person. Me me and him, we were, like, walking on the street, we were trying to film something. Mm -hmm. And then we suddenly saw, like, a group of people, they were filming, uh, like, they were... uh, a small crew. Mm. It's not. It's nothing big. And we're so curious to ask. um, There's like what one lady was directing or something. And then it turns out that it's Kelly from uh, Flavor Flavoured in uh, doing some documentary around the whole Chicago. It's like a food food documentary. Mm. And then we just ask her and how do you get everything? Like you know, like we back no back then we didn't know anything about uh, TV making mm. TV production. So like. Um, after he was, uh, she was saying that she will film first and then she will, like, get the sponsors to get on PBS. Mm-hmm. And the right thing. um, <laughs> me and my dad were saying, like, our, our interviews, mm-hmm. uh, profile interviews, uh, for my news, uh, News World, is basically, like, 15 minutes mm-hmm. worth, um, and then, like, we just add up to another 15 minutes, it could be, like, half hour documentary show. Right. So, right away, me and my dad, we were thinking, we should team up to do something like this. Mm-hmm. And I started with a documentary, documentary uh, with some Chinese-Americans lives, because, you know, and then uh, later we, do, we were doing some type of like cooking demo type of uh, uh, lifestyle show. And of course, you know, at that time, we didn't know anything. We were just, we were just starting to learn about TV production, mm-hmm. so we, we had a long way to go. And of course, afterwards, we were thinking probably a comedy could be fine mm-hmm. because comedy, we can uh, pull more attention, uh, attention than documentary and everything. Documentary is, you know, it's good to make, but it's hard to get sponsors. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's just around like... April two thousand fifteen, mm-hmm. uh, we start gaining the idea. And back then, me and my best friend Ivy, uh, we, we have been like you know uh, doing some type of filming work together, but it's not much. And then we just pull her in. Hey, do you want to do this? Uh, you know, TV show with us. And then back then we. We didn't, we didn't really create much because, you know, that was just a general idea. We didn't know where's, where's that going. But, of course, every TV show evolves. Right. At first, it was, we were thinking something small. Mm-hmm. And then, right now, we are adding so many talented Chicago actors. We didn't even expect that. Right. Like, so many people just approach us. Hey, you know, like, um, I heard about your TV show and then, can, can they join in? So, we got, right now, we got eight main cast that it just, we can never ask anything better, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, Of course, our show uh, is about LBGT community and also about uh, lifestyle okay. and you know about Chicago because LGBT issue and also gender and diversity mm-hmm. is such a uh, they' are so so big it's a hot topic nowadays in TV making so we're really trying to develop our show around Chicago mm-hmm. and then we try to put basically every single race in our show we don't make any racist jokes mm-hmm. uh, we our, our script is basically colorblind okay. you know you like you can give this part of the script give to any racist and then, you know, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, So our show is... A group of friends in Chicago. There's, uh, they're going through different adventures and you know different friendships and everything. Mm-hmm. So uh, each episode, uh, each episode is talking about a different adventure. Just like uh, the first episode is about locked door. Mm-hmm. We are solving the locked door mystery. So we have like a lock, locked door in our apartment. Everyone is afraid to go into because we we use like webcam, we use camera to go in, and then there's something like like. Really eerie, really creepy about it. Mm-hmm. So everyone was afraid to go in. And later, um, of course, you know our show is always happy ending. Mm-hmm. So, uh, people have got to expect there's a happy ending. It's nothing, something scary. So right. every time, like when you watch our show, the show you got to laugh. Mm-hmm. That's our objective. And then we have another episode. It's called of uh, 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 Poison Dog. Mm-hmm. Like uh, we have like cast called Dog. He got poisoned three times in the whole show, but mm-hmm. never dies. So yeah. it's it's quite an adventure, and we also have like a, a episode is about Tinder dates mm-hmm. So like four guys go on Tinder dates and everything. It's it's so much fun. Yeah. Like, so basically, <laughs> basically, every single episode it plays a different topic, but mm-hmm. like, you know, like we try to put the best and Chicago
0: original jokes into our show. Makes sense. It's really relatable. People can walk in and watch it and really like appreciate it because they can do something that is similar to their lives too. Yeah. Yeah. So where do you kind of see yourself in five years with all these things going on in your life? You got your modeling, your journalism, your chop-chop, you got a full plate. Where do you kind of see things like going forward in the future for yourself?
1: Um, I enjoy modeling, I enjoy like reporting, like you know, uh, celebrity interviews, And but of course my main goal right now is about my like, TV making. So, um, of course, I I th- I think like for TV making, for me being in front of the camera and behind the scenes, mm-hmm. uh, both are important. Um, so that's why I have been training myself behind the scenes producing, finding all the um, awesome crews and uh, editing, uh, post production work. So, um, you know, I can see myself. I really want to be the youngest uh, TV producer in the whole world. Mm-hmm. I mean, not whole world. Sorry, in the whole nation uh, in America. I already made that point that I, I'm as a TV producer get on a cable uh, this past December. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, 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 want to really see, uh, see my show to go national. Mm-hmm. To you know, because we want to promote the most friendly uh, Chicagoans right. um, to the to the nation. Um, so, yeah, so I I really want to make some meaningful TV, produc- uh, p- TV productions,
0: awesome. yeah. How do you balance kind of everything going on in your life? It seems like all things are sort of pulling a thousand different directions, it's not structured time frames, it's not like a 9 to 5, it's always sporadic time slots, how do you kind of balance everything in your life?
1: My life is not balanced, <laughs> and uh, definitely not balanced. Uh, yeah i cannot lie that if you choose to be an entrepreneur mm-hmm. that means you are picking the life is being hectic mm-hmm. and it's being uh, you have to push more uh, forward than any people that are taking the Five jobs. Of mm-hmm. course, you know, uh, there are a lot of entrepreneurs, they are taking 9-to-5 jobs and afterwards you got to um, do something on your own to make your other career happen. Mm-hmm. Happens. But for me, I'm f- really fortunate that I have been surrounded by so many people, uh, great friends mm-hmm. who can help me career-wise, like for the TV production. I got so many amazing music producers and, you know, some, um, you know, camera camera work-wise people, um, they they are really helping me to relieve a little bit of stress on TV making. Mm-hmm. And of course, my life, um, I would say <laughs> people... I, I, I hate to say this, but sometimes people, uh, I feel, I feel bad. Mm-hmm. People have to work their schedule around my schedule yeah. because my schedule is everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, um, and of course, I have big sleeping problems, which is probably a lot of entrepreneurs have mm-hmm. have sleeping problems. Sometimes I could be uh, night old and early bird at the same time. <laughs> That's the, yeah. So basically, I don't sleep much, and I, I try to. You know, friends, friends are basically are the most important thing in my life, mm-hmm. most important people in my life. So I have to uh, take up some time to, you know, socializing with my friends and mm-hmm. socialize with more uh, professionals. So yeah, my life is hectic and I'm hoping that later I can uh, improve my quality of my life. Uh, so I try to be, like, produce more quality work mm-hmm. within less time. So, but, yeah, at this time, I'm at the beginning, I'm still at the beginning of my TV producing world, so... And I hope, you know, all my hard work will pay off, like, later. I definitely will. Yeah. <laughs> and right now, you're right, right now, like, you know, always, there are so many people who are saying, sleep later, yeah. like, you know, <laughs> yeah.
0: It's always a discussion in hand how much sleep you have to get, but we want to get things done, Sometimes you got to sacrifice other things for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, anything else you'd like to leave our listeners with before we sign off?
1: I just you know because there are so many um, so many people talking about f- uh, women's right mm-hmm. and everything and then for me I totally support women's right but of course you know for for me as a female TV producer female everything um, I would like to just encourage all the women um, like to to really thrive for their uh, career that. Whatever is on your plate, you got to make make, make your time worth mm-hmm. for, for doing whatever you want. And never listen to other people. Just you, you do your own research and mm-hmm. then ask advice uh, from the people in your own world, not somebody like from outside of the field. Right. They, when they give you advice, of course, a lot of people, most people, they don't know what's going on in your life. Mm-hmm. So never take people from outside the world um, never push, never get pushed, pushed by the people who don't know. Yeah, because, yeah, like I, there are so many people in my whole, or in my whole life, that are constantly saying, oh, you're gonna be successful, oh, you're a lady, like you should just take a normal reporting job. So I, I have heard that so many times and um, yeah, I, I just want to create something that I can, applause on my own <laughs> <laughs> or later like probably some people i i can i can definitely increase i that def- my goal for my whole career right now is mm. trying to encourage other people as well
0: makes so, sense rising tide lifts all shifts because <laughs> awesome. well, thanks for being show that we thank appreciate you. it thank you so, Bang-up episode, if I say so myself. (laughs) It's always fun to to talk shop with people in different industries who are always hustling. Mayling seems to have a thousand things going on, but always makes time for the most important things in her life, which evidently is this podcast. (laughs) I hope you really enjoyed listening to her story and how she applies herself in every way possible. Take away what you can from this. I definitely took away a few pointers. I'm glad you enjoyed this episode. This episode is sponsored by our friends over at StakeHall. StakeHall is a social wagering app for the next generation. With StakeHall, you can easily challenge your friends to games of skill or even be a third-party judge between mutual friends. Stake your hard-earned cash, a night out of the town, or even just your dignity. They strive to be the most entertaining and most interactive social wagering platform on the market. Stay Call is an app that you download on the App Store. Uh, right now it's on iOS only, soon to be coming into Android, where you can challenge your friends to some fun games. I've challenged some friends to a game of ping pong. I've challenged some game, friends to a round of hot wing eating contests. Right now I'm in the challenge of Movember, things of that nature. Absolutely incredible. Ever have that friend that takes a bet with you and then at the end of the world doesn't want to pay up and says, bro, we never shook hands? No longer a problem with Stay Call. You can put it up on social media, share it with your friends, get third-party judge, problem solved. Check them out at Stakehall.io. That's S-T-A-K-E-H-A-U-L.io, or go to the iOS and iOS store and download them. Stakehall, check it out now. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Pod Directory, or SoundCloud. That way, you'll get our latest episodes sent right to your device when they come out every week. For reference, those are all linked up right in the show notes. While you're in there, feel free to leave us a review. If you do, all I can say is two words. Endless gratitude. Writing reviews helps us understand how we can improve the podcast as we all continue along this fun adventure in fashion, fitness, and food.